Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self-care practice and report back to you on the results. And on Friday, we're back in the studio to explore more of the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, emails from our wonderful listeners and the Self-Care Book Club. Welcome back to Self-Care Club. Wellness Road Tested, the epilogue show. Hi, and welcome to Friday's epilogue show where we're taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of the Power Hour. Someone nicked my phone that I just put on the roof of the car to take my grandma by the elbow. Anyway, is, any, is, is anyone wondering where this is going? Yeah, how this I'm relates to the week? You. I'm sure you will. Because on my phone was my to-do list and it was a long time ago, so I wasn't like backed up to the imaginary cloud. <laughs> it's not imaginary. Okay, the real cloud. <laughs> so It's not a cloud. I didn't have... I lost my to-do list and in all seriousness, it was killing me. Like the loss of the list was worse than the loss of the phone because I felt like, I felt rudderless. I felt like there was a whole oh. list of things that I now couldn't remember and I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. So Lauren, have you come across any more studies or research on Power Hour since last week's show? But yes. you have. I so have. Go on. So, you know Gretchen Rubin, she... No. Yes, you do know her because she is the woman who came up with the concept of the power hour <laughs> who we talked about in last week's show. Oh, yes. I thought her name was Adrian. She followed on from Gretchen. Gretchen she, but she's run with it. She, I mean, she has run with it. Li literally. Yeah, she's a runner she's as a runner, well, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about Gretchen from Real Housewives OC back I, in the day. I don't feel like Gretchen to... from Real Housewives has any <laughs> science-based information. Whatever. I doubt it. I bet she's got some science about how to blow dry her hair. Well, I, I'm all up for hearing about that. But this is about the power hour. Come on. <laughs> she said that she considered calling this to-do list time. It's not sexy. Right. And then she said she remembered a term from psychology called the fluency heuristic, which explains that an idea is more valuable if it's easier to say or think and an idea expressed in rhyme is even more convincing. Oh. So she called it the power hour. Got it. Do you think that it would be as good a concept or would have like made a podcast and a book and everything if it had been called to-do list time? <laughs> no. Or you couldn't say because my feedback on power hour was that an hour was slightly too long. So it couldn't be power 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that would, would be very, very <laughs> weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> and also, just for any of you who, who are still weighing up whether to get up an hour earlier in the morning, before you do get into that habit, you should probably know the benefits that come along with it. So if you're already an early riser like Nicole, you'll know the benefits of early mornings, apart from beautiful sunrise. But if you're not an early riser like me, um, I found you the science behind the many advantages of Have being you? an early riser. Yeah. I never see the sunrise, by the way. Okay. Never. Well, it doesn't actually talk about the sunrise. It has things like enhanced organising skills. So they say that your early morning hours are the most productive time of day because you get this uninterrupted time and you can accomplish tasks faster when you're not distracted. We know that's true. So during COVID, yeah. I would get up on a Saturday morning mm -hmm. before everybody else and that is when I would normally write the show if I was writing the show that week. And I would have this two hours mm. of just no school run, no, not just me. Yeah. So... Yes, totally buy yeah, into that. Yeah, And they say also mentally working out your day before you start it enhances your organising skills, promotes your productivity. So you're not kind of crashing in that chaotic way from one thing to the next. You're actually planning. You've got that space first thing in the morning to plan. Okay, at two o'clock I need to be here. 2.30 I need to do that. And it's it flows, your day flows better. But don't you, you do that anyway, don't but you? I do because I have three children, so I couldn't run my life unless it was like that. I mean, how would you get through the day if you're not mentally knowing what is coming next? Because I think people, you know, something knocks on and it knocks something later and you're late to meet someone and then you don't have time to have that shower later. My sister or, is know. a terrible, terrible time management. It is a skill. Person. Yeah. Time management. Yeah, but I don't think it's something I've learned. I think it's something I just do. No, it is something you've had to learn because you have to run your life and the lives of two children. Yeah, who have yeah. specific times where they need to be in specific places. Yeah. So you have learned and through specific habit. times when they have a lot of moaning to get them into the places. So we have to factor all of that in. Well, and you have. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, early risers also have time to prepare healthy breakfasts. So if you're running late, you might just pick up like a muffin or a donut or skip breakfast completely. And skipping breakfast makes you crave energy and then sometimes you end up eating something sugary just yep. because you can grab it on yep. the way. So that's another benefit. Um, also, exercising in the morning is considered best because it gives you an adrenaline boost. And if you are a morning exercise person, there are fewer chances of missing it because you're not then having to slot it in later in the day. Nothing comes in nothing interrupts it. Yeah, exactly. Uh waking up I mean, early this is literally my life. There you go. Uh, waking up early is also good for staying stress-free because not it gives you leisure to plan your day ahead. You're and not... we've fallen down. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and also enjoying quality sleep. When you wake up early, your body tends to feel tired, leading to quality sleep as soon as you get into bed. You get accustomed to the natural Carcadian rhythm, making you a person who is early to bed and early to rise. Makes a woman healthy, wealthy and wise. Nice. Yeah. Was that part of the science? Did you just make that up? That is a true saying. Early to bed, early to rise. Makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. But I changed it to woman because, yeah. you know, the patriarchy. Well, <laughs> we could just say they or them. I could. Um, early, we, what? No, well, I was going to say we don't need to discriminate. No, we never need to discriminate. 
Early birds also have better sleep quality than night owls because they have a higher chance of completing all stages of the required I mean, sleep cycles. Li- literally just get up an hour earlier and your whole life is yep. sorted, basically. And it makes you feel happier. So why aren't you getting up an hour earlier? Fucking then? hate getting up early. Yeah, I'm the night owl. You've just read all the benefits. I know, but I am I am a night owl. That's just how... Do as I I'm say, not, not as, as I, I do. do. Is it one of those? I'm just not built as a person who gets up early. But now that school's back in and I am up at quarter to seven, I have to say... I get a shitload done by eight in the morning. Yeah. I'm powering through these mornings. Power hour. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. And I fucking love it. So which is it? You're not built to get up in the mornings or I'm you not fucking built, love it when you do? I am not built to get up in the mornings, but I am forced to get up in the mornings. And when I do get up, I notice how much shit I get done. Yeah, but that's also because you go to bed too late, which we've discussed. Mm. So if you went to I bed did. earlier. I'd be reaping all these benefits. Yeah. So how are you feeling since we've spent a week doing this power hour? I have noticed something a bit strange. Come on. I've noticed that I seem to do the practices more once we've recorded the episode of the practice we're supposed to be doing. Interesting. I think it's because it goes more into my head and I know about the research and the science and we've talked about it. It's, It's bedded in. Thank you. That is exactly. And so I have done a few power hours this week. Yeah. Um... And they've been great. I sent back all my online shopping. <gasps> did I mention that I have a phobia did, about it? You did, yeah. Um, oh, well done. Thanks. And it felt so good to get that off my to-do list. Yeah. And I cleared out my daughter's wardrobes, which was supposed to be on my power hour list yep. last week when we were actually practicing yep. it. Um, and it feels great. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm actually still doing it most days, but not every day because I found that a little bit too restrictive. But I would say I'm definitely doing it three days a week. I think it's really important to be able to fit it into your schedule. Yeah. And when you need it, you don't always need an hour a day to get loads of stuff done. Mm. So, no, not always. But I, I am finding that if I know there's a couple of things, I, I'm setting myself aside a clear hour to do them. Yes. And then I stop. So I, it really works for me. But this is different to sort of putting aside an hour of you time or an hour of self-care time, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's sort of an extra. Yes. Or can you, you I mean, I know you can use it for the things that you, if you want to, like we were saying, train for a marathon and you want to go and use your training in that hour, you can use it for mm. that. Mm. But <clears throat> then when you get all your other bits and pieces done, this is really about getting all the niggly bits and pieces out of your life. That's the point, isn't it? it? Really, yes. But but I don't, because I don't want it to get confused if someone's like, well, hold on, I've got to have an hour for self-care or for me time every day and then I've got to have an hour for all my niggly bits and bits. Like, there's only so many hours in the day. Well, and also it depends kind of whose theory you're following. So the original power hour, the original idea was exactly that. Gretchen Rubin. Thank you. (laughs) Not the Real Housewives, whose name is not Gretchen Rubin. Get your get all those niggly to do things ticked off the list. But Adrian Hubert extended it to kind of that is time for you. Whatever you need in that hour, whatever's going to make you feel good, do that. Okay. So I guess you can take it how you want. But for me, it will always be a get things off the to do list. Yeah, I think it will be for me too because my training, for example, which is me, my time, my space. That's completely separate to this. Yeah. That that just has to be scheduled in mm. when it can. Mm. Should we get on to what our listeners had to say? Yeah. So I asked on Instagram, have you ever tried Power Hour? Yeah. And the 
choices were I live for it and what is it? Yeah. The results were 93% of people said what is it? Really? Yeah. Mm. So it's not that popular. Yum. I think if a few more people took it up, they'd find it was very beneficial. Oh, I agree. Mm. I completely agree. But I just, fascinating that nobody really knows what it is yet. Interesting. And it's, you know, when you start to look at something and then it's suddenly everywhere. Yeah. Suddenly power hours everywhere. Adrian Hubert's constantly in my Instagram feed or her podcast is pop. I've got them mixed up, haven't I? It's Adrian Hubert. Oh, it is Adrian Hubert. <laughs> I thought I'd mix the two names up. So she seems to be popping up all over the place. Yeah. So now I feel like, well, surely everyone knows what Power Hour is, but they don't. So that's our weekend full of Power Hour. Uh, thanks for uh, listening. I hope that's been interesting. I hope it's given you food for thought. Um, and if you want to be in touch of any of your experiences or anything you want to ask us about this week or any week, email us hello at the selfcareclub.co.uk or come and find us and chat with us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. Now, did we have any emails or questions in this week, Lauren? Yes, we had a message from Annie. She asked us, what is the one thing you've tried that has had the biggest impact? What a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I assume she means on the show. I'm assuming so, yes. Otherwise it's having children. Um, But on the show, for me, it was, it's a lot of the mental practices that have really stayed with me. So the saying sorry episode Mm. and when we apologise and when we don't apologise it has stuck with me and I am so aware of every sorry, unnecessary sorry that comes out of my mouth. Um, and I would say the gratitude one mm-hmm. was very powerful and the no complaining episode. Yeah. What about you? The no complaining episode. It was that little that little thing that you made up about how to voice a complaint, how yeah. to complain properly. God, it was a game well, changer. Well, it's an unsaid request. Yeah. So it's about asking for what you want. It was a game changer. So if you've not listened to that show, I really recommend it. Also, just from a very personal point of view, that angel therapy, that was like quite an extraordinary experience. Really? You would say that was one of the most impactful? It was just an incredible experience because I was expecting so little. Yeah. And it was... She was amazing. Amazing. The experience of it was amazing. And I, you know, I was so, so sceptical of that week. Yeah. So that, yeah. Uh, We've had another message in from Katerina asking how should she look after herself while being a stay-at-home mum to a one-year-old? And we had a similar question from Jade who um, has asked for self-care recommendations for a mum of a 20-month-old who doesn't sleep and clings to her 24-7. Lauren, this is a little bit more your bag. What advice have you got for these ladies? Well, first things first, I know these babies are a little big at one and 20 months old, but if you have a slightly younger baby or even with these, because my kid was in a sling till 24 months, use a sling, get a sling. And what? A fabric sling. Both your hands are free to do whatever it is you need to do in your house. And the baby is happy because they are literally attached to you. So you have a very clingy baby who wants to be held all the time, but actually you need to do stuff. The sling is just the ultimate game changer. I appreciate at one and 20 months, especially if they're big chunky kids yeah. <laughs> it's heavy yeah. but it's good um two use the power hour to power your way through morning chores and then you can use nap time to do something for yourself even if that is something really really small and do not allow anything to eat into that time yeah when they are napping so if you're being kept up at night and you've only got one child at home to look after 
their downtime is your downtime yeah. because when don't you, use it doing the washing no. or no because when you have that second baby and you've then got a toddler and a newborn to look after you ain't never getting that time back again if you think it's hard now wait till there's another baby and there may be another baby <laughs> So, well, I hope that was helpful. Use, yeah, use <laughs> now you can dread having the second child. No, but you, I think you don't appreciate as hard as it is having a baby. You don't appreciate how much there is to juggle until there's another one of them. To I juggle. remember someone saying it was on the Jonathan Ross show. I'm sure it was years ago. When I had one child, it was like having one child, and then I had two childs, and it was like owning a zoo. Oh yeah, because it's only with the second one that you go. What the fuck was I complaining about? Yeah, but you there were know two it. of us and one kid. Yeah, but you're also learning. Of course. And it's your first time of looking after being and, so and, responsible for someone else. And the second time you are just much more the second time you're a professional. Yeah. Like if every first time mum could be a second time mum. But, but these mums, what should they be doing for their self-care? Right. Start with the basics. These are the basics. Are you clean? Right. Are you fed? Yeah. Are you hydrated? Are, and have you slept? They haven't slept because they're new mums. Everything else, so they do need to fit in some sleep. So you have to think in that time when the baby does nap because they will nap. What do you need right now? Do you need to rest? Do you need to sit down? Do you need some company? Do you need some space away from the baby? That's why I said, are you clean? Are you fed? Are you hydrated? That's the that's the survival bit. If you can't get that little bit of space and time away in the week, then on the weekend, ask your partner a family, friend, to just give you an hour, an hour or two of space. It's all you need to recharge. It really is. And in the week, you may not get that, especially if you've got a baby or toddler who isn't a good napper. And also, if there is guilt attached to that, um, just please know, because mums do feel guilty all the time if they go and do something for themselves, especially new mums, that you will be a much better mummy when you're recharged and you're rested rather than a depleted mummy. Yeah. And everyone's so different because some mums are not really that bothered if there's laundry to be done or washing up to be done or there's toys on the floor. And others, they just feel like they can't sit down for half an hour unless everything else is done. So I'm saying use that time in the morning when they're they're busy to get that done. And then when they are having downtime, have their downtime. And if that is your kid watching 20 minutes of Peppa Pig so you can sit down on the sofa, do that. Oh, well, that's a great tip. That is a great tip. Put on Peppa Pig. Were they, were they like five minute episodes? Also, there's a great game that I saw the other day called um, What's on Mummy's Back? So basically you lie on the sofa with your face down in a pillow having a nice sleep and then you go and ask your toddler to go and get very small light objects, put them on your back and you have to guess what they are. But basically you just have a nap. <laughs> That's a great game. It's a really good game. And you know what? I think we should do a week of power napping. Oh, I don't do Because there's nothing napping. like a power nap, especially as a new mum. As a new mum, yeah. Um, this is the most important thing, though, for new mums. It's all a phase. And also, every phase is the hardest phase. The newborn phase is hard. Then the toddler phase is hard. Then when they start school, it's hard. And then when they're teenagers, it's hard. And every phase you're in feels like the hardest phase. But that's so is, true. But it is a phase. And it does pass but it's I only find it hard with my eldest but that's I don't... because that's the first time you're going through exactly. that phase exactly but when it comes to my youngest that phase feels so much smoother because you've seen it all yeah. before yeah it's and incredible. it's very hard to be in that mindset of this is going to pass they are going to sleep through the night and yeah. they are going to 
let me have a shower without pouring at the shower door and now screaming. Now I've got my puppy doing that. Oh, she yes. just claws at the door. She can't wait to get That's out. That's a permanent toddler, isn't it? <laughs> Any other emails we've had in this week, Lauren? Yes, I had an email in from Syrah, uh, who was listening to the No Judgment episode. She says, so I listened to No Judgment, loved it. Then very soon afterwards, I'm in the Peter Jones mother and baby room. You know, nappy change, rocking chairs for feeding, etc. Somewhere you only go with a very tiny child. I was desperate for a wee, waiting and waiting for the loo in there to be free. Several millennia later, out come some woman in her 60s. No baby, not even a small <gasps> child. I felt like saying to her, in this massive department store, you can literally go to Anywhere. any loo. Why are you coming to this one and then taking hours? I was pretty fucked off. I totally judged her. Afterwards, I took your advice and I thought, maybe you've got some medical issue or incontinence, which meant you had to dash to the nearest loo, which happened to be the feeding room. And it feels much nicer to be kind <laughs> than to be judgy. <laughs> what makes me laugh about that? Is her being kind is assuming she's got incontinence. <laughs> she was, That's not so kind. <laughs> Just, the, is that kind? I know I'm now being judgmental, but is that kind? I think this she was poor just going woman, to a place because of, she's 60, basically wets herself. <laughs> I think she was just going to a place of she's not doing it to be selfish. She's doing it perhaps because she really didn't Needed. have a choice. Yeah. Well, perhaps she's got diarrhea. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> exactly. Can we just discuss on judgment? Yeah. We had an interesting discussion yesterday where you totally fucking judged me. Can we discuss that? <laughs> sure. You turned up to my door. We yeah. were going for a walk and yeah. coffee, weren't yeah. we? Very we exciting. Yeah. My little, beautiful, delicious puppy came out to greet you. Yep. And she had a bow in her hair. Yep. And you weren't impressed. No. But did I say to you, oh, Lauren, what do you think of my puppy's bow? <laughs> and then you would say, I don't like it. Or did you go, that bow is fucking disgusting. And I didn't say fucking disgusting. I can't say what you said. I didn't say fucking disgusting. You, I made a reference to yeah. an area in London <laughs> where I felt that people who lived there would do that sort of thing to their dog. But yeah. you could be in any town in any country and you, there'll be a town where you feel like the women who live in that town would put bows in the hair of small dogs. So, so, so I said, it's very this place. Yeah. Which was definitely meant as a derogatory comment. Yes. And indeed, it was a derogatory comment. <laughs> but then you And let me tell you, yeah. it was received as a derogatory yeah. comment. But then it was clarified by you telling me that she had been for a groom and the groomer put it in. And at that point, I actually felt a lot better. So I was like, okay, Nicole hasn't gone onto Amazon and Googled bows for dogs, bought them and then decorated no. the dog's hair. It's like the groomer... <laughs> but I would. You wouldn't. I though. would. Oh, Nicole. I, I would. I, the, right, okay. I have, to, right, sit, I have right. to sit in judgment of this. I can't help it. Right, no. But what we're going to do right now, yeah. live on air, Come on. is we're going to go through the fucking steps of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think we need to do. Come on. Get to a nicer, kinder, more compassionate place about my dog's bow. Come on. Dogs <laughs> are do like, I'm you thinking can. about police dogs, guide dog, Like, dogs... Are, are dogs they're not children they don't need dressing oh she's so pretty but she's also a dog okay you've also got it, two but daughters but isn't it, but to isn't put it, bows in the hair oh like I'm, no, they used to have the massive bows they don't let me do those anymore is it your place to judge how I like to dress my dog up or is it just my choice and you don't need to have a judgement about it because that would feel better for you obviously 
B. I feel very strongly, though, about dogs in clothes. Anyway, we then went for this coffee. Oh, yeah. It got worse for you, didn't it? Did. it? <laughs> it really did. The day deteriorated. <laughs> we're sitting there. We're having a lovely meeting with yeah. a lovely lady. Yeah. And I don't even know why. The I, woman I know behind what, me. I know what happened because I was with Barker. I brought Barker and you'd brought Miley. And they were sitting next to us at the table. And Miley had rolled over on her back very submissively. And Barker was giving her quite a good licking. <laughs> but that's what dogs are supposed to do. Well, it is a dog. It's quite a normal dog thing. Yes. Yeah. And the woman behind who sat behind us yeah. said, oh, you've got a bit of a slapper on your hands. Your dog got slut shamed on the high street. <laughs> she actually got <laughs> slut shamed. Anyway, I turned back, carried on with the meeting. And then I thought, fuck you. And I hope she doesn't listen to this show. But fuck you. You do not get to call my dog a slapper. <laughs> right? So I turn around and I just thought, no, I am now saying no to that. That is a fucking no. Yeah. And I'm swearing a lot. And I turned around. What did I say? I don't remember. I was so incensed. I think you looked really upset and she said, oh. No, I said something. I turned around. I said something about, it was about two minutes later. And also we're in the middle of a meeting yeah. with someone I've never met. We're yeah. having a work meeting. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. I could go... Yeah. You know, guns are blazing at this yeah. woman. I had to be professional. Yeah. And I turned around and said something I can't like... Know what you said. It wasn't anything rude, but she said, no, oh, but you're I said, really upset about that, I said, that, I, really, I really don't like the fact that you've just called my dog a slapper. I think she thought that you were joking, but you were not joking. And she, and she said, oh, I've really said, upset you, oh, haven't I? It really gets you right there. And she pointed yeah. to her heart, hasn't yeah. it? I said, but it's like you've just called a child of mine a slapper. She thought it was funny. I did not. No, I know you didn't. Also, I think Barker is partly to blame there because he was the one, you know, but, investigating but also, her, <laughs> shall we just say. <laughs> but they're friends. And they she's are safe. friends. She's I, pretty safe I, with Barker. I mean, it, well, she's safe with him because he's been nutted. So there's nothing he can do to her. But <laughs> but also... They're, they're, they're more than friends at this point, I'm saying. <laughs> but, but, yeah. the, but still... Yeah. This has gone on onto something else now yeah. because still the female is being slut shamed and the male can behave however he fucking chooses. Even in dog world. Yeah, it's wrong. It is wrong. I hope she is listening. And also, I'd just like to clarify, she's not a slapper. <laughs> <laughs> Even Miley. with a bone. Slapper. I mean, what a weird name <laughs> for a puppy. Horrible. <laughs> this beautiful, gorgeous, sweet little puppy. Anyway, oh, should we take a short break? I think we have to recalibrate that. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're travelling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. 
Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Join us on the Football Ramble as we explore the ridiculous world of football. We bring in-depth analysis of the biggest moments like Bruno Fernandes' one-eyed penalties. It sounds like a Metallica song. Yeah, it does. <laughs> obviously, like... one eye open. <laughs> but if you have one eye closed, you know your perception. So imagine yeah. if you tried the dink and it just like went like two feet in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> Every weekday we cover the good, the bad and the Newcastle. Although Shelby wasn't surprised either. He said the way they play isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't fucking beat him, could you? Could Shelby be the mole? Didn't Bruce accuse the mole of treason? <laughs> to the Geordie Nation. Yeah. Putting the football world to rights. If you want to put a message on a T-shirt under your shirt, slag it off your mind. Yeah. That is an absolute minefield in the dressing room. <laughs> Don't worry, lads, I'll put it in another language. Do you know how many languages that man speaks? Not with Roy. Yeah. <laughs> I like wash with Roy. We're here with the biggest stories from the sport we love, and we want you to get involved too. Search the Football Ramble on your favourite podcast player to listen now. This was a Stakhanov production. Wellness News Flash. Vocal powerhouse Britney Spears fans have been fretting over her well-being in the midst of her conservatorship battle and fight for freedom. Following the release of recent photos of the singer out and about in Malibu, she turned to Instagram on Friday and answered some frequently asked questions about her life, well-being and mental health. In a video posted on Instagram, one fan asked Britney whether or not she was okay. And she says, next question is, am I okay? Yes, I'm totally fine. I'm extremely happy. I have a beautiful home beautiful children. I'm taking a break right now because um, I'm enjoying myself, she responded. Next question is, am I okay? Yes, I'm totally fine. I'm extremely happy. I have a beautiful home, beautiful children. Um, I'm taking a break right now because um, I'm enjoying myself. Is she okay? Fuck knows. I mean, how can she be okay? Uh, look, Her whole uh, life is completely controlled. Did you see the video? I saw the video. I also watched that documentary because you you'd mentioned it, so I thought, oh, I'll sit and watch that. She is a bit rocking in the video. She, a bit. She's rocking. There's a lot of rocking from side to side, yeah. side to side, like yeah. like like you're in labour. We yeah. do that rocking in labour. Yeah. yeah but she she doesn't seem okay. She doesn't seem okay, but also, look, I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff. Like in that film, they were all talking about the hidden messages yes. and her Instagram yes. posts. I'm yes. not sure I buy into any of that. I'm not sure. Well, if you are a complete prisoner, then you might be reaching out in certain ways. Is she? But is she? Is she really? A prisoner? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon she is. 
I reckon she's being completely controlled because she is a commodity and she's a very valuable one. She hasn't had an interview. She hasn't spoken up. She hasn't really been seen. She she has literally been hidden away. Mm. And even when they did a documentary on her, you see it on the actual documentary itself. They did a, was it MTV? Her mm. dad, when mm. he'd taken over everything, he did an MTV documentary on her. She didn't speak. And they refused to let her have a private interview with any of the producers. That's not right. I I think we need one of those free bit free Britney hands yeah. on to yeah. tell us about that. I don't, I don't really feel like I'm in a position to know if she is okay or not. But judging by just that video, she didn't look a hundred percent to me. Okay, to me. And, and I guess I just hope that she is okay. Mm. And if she isn't okay, then I hope that she gets the support she needs to be okay. I think fame at such a young age always comes good. at a cost. Like Kim Richards. Well, so many. I mean, who who do you know who isn't fucked up, who was famous from a small child? I don't know that many people. But you know what I mean. I Drew do. Barrymore, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Everyone, all of them. Well, Drew Barrymore was not that fucked up. She was a heroin <laughs> addict at 13. Was she? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would change my opinion then. <laughs> she, she was smoking at like nine, and yeah, moved on to it. I but mean, she's she but she's has come out the other yeah, end. Yeah, but she went through a, a really tough time. Right, let's get on to what you've been doing for your self care this week. The world has opened. It has, and I got a haircut, and and had my colour done. I didn't um, do it. I actually was happier and richer before I did either of those things. Oh, you don't I wish I just left it. No, I don't. Why? Because she's cut too much off and I actually I was just perfectly happy before. It looked fine. Well, why did you go? Because it had been nearly eight months and I felt like it was the responsible thing to do. Responsible? Yes. <laughs> Is Have it going to help global warming? Definitely not. But you know, <laughs> Is it going to help fight COVID? It's not going to help anything. It hasn't even helped my well-being because I actually Aww. preferred it before. Now I feel like it's too short and it looks quite middle-aged and I'm a bit pissed off. Anyway, that's that. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Your hair does not look middle-aged. Well, I wasn't very pleased. Um, also, I got my nails done, even though I swore I was not going to go get my nails done. I did done. the same thing. Yeah. I did exactly the mm-hmm. same thing. Swore, blind, I'm not in midst of COVID, don't need to get my nails done anymore. Yeah. Don't need to spend the money. Yeah. Did you feel better after you had them done? Six days I lasted. What do you mean? I lasted six days after the nail salons opened. Oh, I need to get my, head, my oh, nails okay. done. Okay. Um, I feel so much happier. Yeah. Do you? I do. Listen, you know I don't do tanning, I don't do eyebrows, I don't do anything, nothing for the nothing for beauty. And I have my hair cut twice a year. The only thing I do do is get my nails done. Did you feel that way about your hair when I cut it? No, I loved it when you cut it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, honestly, a little else has changed. I'm just sort of moving at a snail's pace back into real life. Um, I don't really have any intention of doing outdoor dinners, freezing my tits off. I've waited a year. I can wait another month. Yep. That's, that's we did go about out it. for dinner. You did. We did on Saturday night. I went out with my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous, lovely to see them. Yeah, lovely to not clear up dinner. Yeah, really, I bet. really lovely. Yeah. Because even when we're getting a takeaway, there's still yeah. stuff to clear yeah. up. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, the restaurant, the food was the vegan options were appalling. I literally ate. I'm not joking, a plate of spinach with a few pomegranate seeds. And then every time I say what? that, my husband's like, well, what do you expect? You ordered a spinach and avocado salad. What did you expect? I said, I don't know. Some a- avocado for a start. <laughs> a bit of cucumber. <laughs> Wouldn't have gone amiss. A bit of pepper. I don't know. Something. It was rubbish. And then the bill came and it was quite expensive for mm. literally nothing. Mm. We stopped off on the way home and got a sandwich. No. We did. We did. 
and the service was shit. And mm. I just thought, I'm not getting back into this again. No. No. But there I was going out for dinner. Yeah. Um, the gym has opened. Yes. So you're happy about that. It's uh, happy doesn't even begin to cover it. It's a game changer. So Good. for me, my whole mood. Good. And just I'm glad. Being, seeing all my gym buddies yeah. again. It's, oh. It's I'm glad. I'm glad divine. it's making you happy. It really is. Thank you. It's going to make you happy as well. We're starting. Mm-hmm. We're starting gym week. Mm. In two days' time. Now is it in two days? You're counting it down. I wake up every morning. Thinking, How many more mornings till it's gym morning? Really? Yeah. You might enjoy it. I'm so scared. Don't be scared. I'm really worried. Can I tell you something? Because I often get scared going in to see him. I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm going to make you feel better. <laughs> I'm going to make you feel better. Yeah. Because yes, he pushes you physically. He always pushes me physically to the point where I can't physically do anything else. And then I just think to myself, well, he can only push me to the point where I can't physically do anything else. He can't push me further than that. Does that make you feel better? No. <laughs> no, I'm thinking no, it doesn't. No, okay. uh, any podcast recommendations this week? I have not listened to one podcast. I've listened to a new one. Oh, God. And you're, I think, going to quite enjoy it. It's called My Therapist Ghosted Me. It's a new podcast and it is hosted by Vogue Williams and Joanne McNally, who are friends. Very good friends. They're Irish. Um, Vogue Williams is a model and influencer and Joanne McNally is a comedian. And um, yes, that is a true story that one of them did get ghosted by her therapist who I think she stalked. (laughs) I haven't got that far yet. But they're just chatting about kind of Is it called My Therapist Ghosted Me? That is the name of the podcast, My Therapist Ghosted (laughs) Me. Um, It's funny. It's chatty. Um, I'm quite enjoying that. Okay, great. I haven't listened to much. I I was listening this morning to I Can't Believe It's Not Buddha, which I've mentioned on here. And I was laughing out loud. It's just so stupid. Um, But it does very much make me put a smile on my face. And next week we have a new segment coming here, don't we? Which we're quite excited about. (gasps) We do. We have our friend Michelle Kirshner joining us and she is bringing the world of TV wellness to the self-care club. She's going to be doing that once a month. Everything that's going on on telly around self-care wellness, she is going to. She's bringing Give it. Give us the down low. Yeah, and she's great. So we're excited to have her company. Yeah. And what have we got coming up on next week's show, Lauren? Next week, we are trying out grounding yes. or earthing, if yes. you will. Yes. However however you would like to say it. Yes. We're going to call it grounding. Okay. Because that's what we're doing. Okay, that's what we're doing. You want to yep. give a bit of insight as to what it is? Um, it's all to do with kind of electromagnetic energy and grounding yourself to the earth. Yes. Yeah. It's like, so imagine... You're walking barefoot in grass. It's that. And why it's good for you. And if it's good for your self-care, we're going to try it out and get back to you and let you know. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, Please be in touch if you've got anything you want to tell us. Hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk. Come find us at Instagram. There's a lot of conversation going on there at selfcareclubpod. Or go and write us a review on Apple Podcasts because we love those. That would be really helpful. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Look after yourselves. Enjoy the world opening up again and we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.